Hello. Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give you some context on this one. We recorded this back in June at the height of the protests around the murder of black people by police, which also encouraged us to watch Blackula. Now, we released that episode ahead of its regularly scheduled slot in order to do whatever teeny tiny small part we could to help shed light on this very serious issue. The violence toward black people and minorities by those sworn to protect us is still very much a problem. So please, bear with our typical nonsense before we dive into the discussion here, because it is a very useful one for us all. Or, if you want, you can skip to about the 20-minute mark where we start getting into it. I encourage you to take advantage of the endless resources online to find out ways that you can help and get involved to change this uh, terrible, terrible thing that seems to keep happening over and over and over. All right, without further ado... Here's the show. Our opinions are our own, yes. And we truly love you, Shudder. I mean, Master. Got a little, we got a little screamo, a little, little, little gravelly. Little, put a little, put a little thing. Is that oh, is that part of your thing. repertoire? I don't, I've not, I've not actually, I don't think heard outside of Bliss, and I couldn't par- uh, parse whatever <laughs> the fuck was in that movie that you did. I don't think I've heard any of your singing. You, oh, so you haven't listened to any of the movie intros that we've put into these things? <laughs> well, oh, outside of that, outside, <laughs> outside of, that, of the outside nanoseconds, of the stuff that the you perform for people and they've supposedly yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> I think oh. I have his album. I can send it to you. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got. <laughs> or is it on streaming? Yeah, it's on all the services. Oh, shit. oh I think every what's it called. I think, Promote it. Uh, the band's called Wovoka. There we go. It's called uh, what? La Boca. First album. First album was called Sorrows. Second album was a split with another band called LLNN. Out of uh, I think they're a UK band. And oh, I forgot you did that. I was like, when did this sucking album one, come out? <laughs> we have one, it's one 20-minute long song. <laughs> wow. Is that an album? There you go. Is that what, is that what they, could that <laughs> no, be No, that wouldn't be an album. album. Okay. That would be a, that would be a, that would be a split. Genuinely curious. I don't know how, how, how it works in the Edgelord hardcore world. Ah. <laughs> now you know. Now, now you I know. do. What was the band called? Wovoka. Wovoka. Let's search them. Wovoka. On, on Look all, it up, friends. Mediums. As will I. <laughs> As a good and friend. And let Cody <laughs> scream at you for hours on end. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, here we are in week, uh, Lucas, what week are we in? 498. 498. <laughs> week 498 of internal meltdown of, uh-huh. of America and our, our health. Corona. And for those listening, California, we were doing really good for a while. And then apparently, now we're not doing good anymore. Nope. 
not doing good. It's what happens when you just decide that mm-hmm. when you just decide to open bars again. It's like, all right, just yeah. go for it. Yeah, you know what's important? No, yeah, the economy. <laughs> yeah, money in our pockets. Like the economy is what's important because you got to pay your rent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that we just decided based on nothing other than we don't want this to exist anymore. Yeah. That it's time for it to not exist anymore. The numbers are higher. It is now more dangerous to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. We should be doubling down on our efforts. But nah, I want to go to El Tejano and get a margarita. Oh God. <laughs> that, that's this what is the I perfect need. time to fucking make a list of everyone who's El, El Tejano. Because it's the worst of the worst. Oh, every time I drive by it, I'm like, you, you motherfuckers. You're, <laughs> you're going to make this go on twice as long. It's already bad enough as it is if you're in El Tejano on any normal night. Just, oh yeah, it's a, it's a garbage place anyway. Now now you might contract something that might kill you, and you're still going there. Yeah, contract. We, we got to talk. <laughs> you might contract something you can't just take care of with a shot in the ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlike normal nights at El Tejano. So fuck yeah, you, El Tejano. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, El Tejano. And if you are listening to this and you have been to El Tejano during the quarantine, you need to do, uh, seek help immediately because you have some sort of problem. That compels you to go to that trash bar during a pandemic. <laughs> That's where you choose to go. That's what's right? happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, you guys thought that was bad. It's December now, and it is so much worse. Uh, like just so much worse, especially here in LA. And to top it off, El Tejano wasn't even the worst part. I mean, yeah, it's a terrible place, and if you go there, you're foolish. But turns out the real culprit is actually Tinhorn Flats in Burbank. Uh, so I became aware of this place because of uh, being on next door and hearing that they were just open during the government mandated shutdown. They decided they didn't want to be closed, even though every other business has to be closed. They also decided they don't give a shit about the health and safety of our community or you and your grandma. So they're just open now. And it's become this like protest freedom bullshit about them just staying open and people are supporting them you can go to their instagram and there's videos of them harassing healthcare workers and uh someone actually got stabbed out front of it yeah it's getting really volatile there and it's a terrible terrible place um i can't go to their instagram anymore because i got banned because i made a joke about the frozen onion rings um but you should go there and you should make jokes you'll get banned but it's it's a fun pastime or at least go to their page and watch the nonsense that they're putting online um yeah so it turns out sorry el tejano you've been dethroned by Tinhorn Flats, which is the real scum of all uh, subpar bar eateries in the uh, San Fernando Valley. Uh, The food sucks. The people there are are much, much worse. Do not ever go to Tinhorn Flats and tell all your friends to, um, don't, don't, I mean, don't damage it. I'm not going to encourage that, but you can give a good sneer if you happen to drive by. Uh, Just putting the word out there. Fuck Tinhorn Flats. I keep having these because it was like when the quarantine thing started, there was this like constant kind of debilitating paranoia that I have anyway. But then it got worse, right? Because I was like, ah, maybe I have it. Maybe I'm dying. So I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, my God, I think I'm I think I might have it. It, it, it kind of feels weird to breathe. And then I'd be like, no, I just smoked a pack and a half of cigarettes yesterday. That's probably what it is. <laughs> and then that would happen right frequently. And then I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, my God, I feel I feel fucking drowsy. I feel weak. And it's like, oh, no, that's just because you drank half a bottle of whiskey last night. Yeah, that's just good. Yeah, you're just not healthy. Right. Well, right <laughs> and, then, and then I've been generally like, I mean, I kind of got over that. But, you know, there was the whole everyday check in the news, see what it was like. And then kind of got over that a little bit. And then starting this morning, I kept looking at Maddie being like, do you feel weird? I feel weird. Do you feel weird? And she's like, no, I feel fine. I feel tired. <laughs> 
<laughs> because we went to bed at 12.30 because you wanted to watch Blade Trinity. And then I'd say, yeah, I guess you're right. And then I'd be sitting here again downstairs working and I'd be like, man, it hurts to breathe. And then I'd be like, oh, it's just because you smoked a cigarette like a minute ago. And it's just been like <laughs> clockwork all day. Just mm -hmm. Maybe this is what it takes for you to like, to, now you're realizing what your body's telling you on a daily basis. You're in touch with your body. It's telling you. This is a that, gift. Yeah. Telling me what? To stop smoking and drinking? I mean, smoking probably and drinking so, so much. Yeah, that's what my body was telling me. I was like, why does my liver hurt? That's not a corona, corona <laughs> side effect. That, <laughs> that's got to be the booze. No, that's, that's like be. my mom called me at the beginning of all this. She's like, Cody, you know, if there's ever a better time to quit smoking, it's right now. And I went, she's probably right. She's actually she most certainly right. right. She's 100% right. But I'm not going to quit smoking during this stressful ass fucking period. Uh, there's that too. Fair. There's that. Fair there's enough. no way. Or nor am I going to quit drinking. If anything, these things no. should be increasing. They're yeah, not. Yeah, absolutely. Got it on a throttle. I actually looked at Maddie at one point. The like probably a week into quarantine, I went, "We should quit. Let's just fucking quit." Um, and she's like, "Okay, well, I don't want to quit." And I said, "Well, I don't want to <laughs> quit either." But maybe we just kind of, you know, we'll start just weaning off. We'll just kind of like, let's just kind of curtail. Let's, let's bring it back a little bit. Let's dial it back. And then uh, it started with, "Okay, we'll just." We'll count each other. We'll do like we can have, we'll start with 15 a day and then 14 and 13 and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. That lasted less than two days. Oh. Um, I'm actually not sure that we ever even wrote anything down. We thought about <laughs> it and then we never did it. Uh -huh. um, you don't want to. Yeah. No. no, we don't. No, we I'm don't. the opposite. Well, I picked that. up smoking again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember when you did that. I think that might be on record somewhere in this in this time capsule of, of, of our demise. I hope not. <laughs> I don't remember it, but that's because we we put out so many of our different body changes and habitual changes over this time period. That's yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> throw yeah. throw throw a dart the board. And we probably went through it. Well, now, yeah, and I have like massive COVID brain. Like I just can't focus or do anything. Like I'll like have to send an email, and that that takes four days <laughs> <laughs> of like knowing I have to send one. Mm -hmm. I, it, it oh, that's me. just the lead time. Yeah, the lead I'm boys, going but, through. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead, Lucas. This I, is, just, this I is. just wanted to say I'm going through like Oprah Winfrey levels of body weight fluctu fluctuation. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> Are you that's, reading the secret too, Lucas? Mm -hmm. mm. Oh, For the fourth right. time. Oh wow! <laughs> have, you, have you found it? Yet? Oh, is it in actually, there? <laughs> actually. I, I was going to say, like, I, so I, I have been feeling, like, bummed out. I don't like using the word depressed. I've been feeling bummed out the past couple weeks. Uh, and I was wondering why. And then I saw that uh, the original cast from Jurassic Park is going to be in Jurassic World Dominion all the way through. So uh, Sam Neill, um, Gold, Goldblum, and uh, Laura Dern. And then seeing that reminded me, oh, I know what's wrong. And then I watched Marriage Story again, and now I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what triggered that. I'm not sure. How the Jurassic Park reunion triggered your need to watch Marriage Story. Laura again. Dern's in Marriage Story. Oh, oh okay. yes, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. yeah. She's just, the lawyer. Got it. You could have picked yeah. any Laura Dern movie. You just had to pick Marriage Story well, for it was, how many times now? That was six. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought we were. I thought we were in double digits already. Oh no! Proud of you. Proud of you. I'm Thanks. still at zero digits. 
Maybe I should fix that. Oh, you, Cody. Oh, that movie's not going to make you not going to rock your marriage. I promise. It's just a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I've, I've been it. told that it's a great movie. Even I think even my dad, who hates most movies, said it was a good movie. <laughs> oh, but, oh, wow. high praise. Yeah. If it, yep. it, from him, that means it's got to yeah. be something. He said three movies are good in my entire life. But yeah, his dad hates everything. He really does. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, no. I think I'd rather just watch a horror movie. Well, and that's why we do this. Right. That's why we do this. And I miss yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss you too. Oh, I miss you guys. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about anything horror related we watched this week? Sure. Anything cool that we should do? I watched uh, Silent Hill 1 and 2. Silent oh. Hill 1, great. Uh, Silent Hill 2, nasty crap. <laughs> but Silent, Silent Hill 2, because it was uh, 3D, I think, when it got released. Oh. So they spent uh, that was a movie that spent a lot of time doing all of their stuff, doing all those 3D gimmicks the same way like Piranha did. They just like kind of right. halt all action to do, yeah, in screen crap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, that was n- the f- first one was Nightmare Fuel. I actually had nightmares from that movie. And I was like, how old am I? I'm kind of in nightmares from horror movies still and uh wow. but so so to me that uh it became it became like one of my favorites like almost immediately because i had never seen it before movie mm-hmm. i don't think i knew they made silent hill movies till right now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> really the, the, the first <laughs> yeah. one really is i agree with lucas the first one's awesome i think i All saw right, it with, check that out i think i want to say i saw it with ryan in theaters yeah it was, watch it and right. you'll understand why guillermo del toro wants a piece of this because oh, he tried, because so remember that there was that PT uh, trailer that came out, yeah, which was yeah. Um, which was him and uh, Konami doing mm-hmm. a, trying to do a Silent Hill three game, and apparently that oh, project got right. shut down. Um, but that was Guillermo doing that because if you watch it, you're like, oh man, this has got Guillermo stink all over it, right? All the weird like the pyramid head guys and mm-hmm. the weird monsters makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it's really cool. Hmm. I haven't seen it, and I did not know there was a sequel, so. I yeah, did not give know it a there shot. was a sequel either. <laughs> but it sounds like I'm not going to bother watching the sequel. I, I'm, and I'm going to uh, revel in this feeling I've seen a horror movie that you guys haven't. So <laughs> <laughs> Wallowing that. <laughs> it's delicious stuff. Uh, well, is that it, Lucas? You That's good? it. You, I'm yeah, yeah. I've, done, I've done a few things. Let's see. I've watched Jaws three times because I needed need it. I just put it on at night sometimes because it makes me feel good. I want to live in that world. I saw Red Dragon. Watched that movie. Oh, I've never seen that. Did not like it. Oh, really? Oh, oh, no. Okay. Opposite feelings. Very, very like very opposite feelings. It's just it's it's a it's a very it's a plot driven movie and I it's plus I've seen it I've watched it after I've seen most of the Hannibal series and seeing how that operates in the same territory as Red Dragon plus I I couldn't do the show I couldn't no? I, I couldn't really no, I do can't it do network oh. I can't do network dramas I can't do like the super yeah. serialized because that show if it had been on like Showtime or HBO I think it would be so fucking good mm-hmm. but like. How are you doing Hannibal and I'm not going to see all kinds of gory nonsense, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like they get away with a lot, but I feel you. I agree. It probably would have no. been even cooler. Uh, yeah, not, not a super fan of that. Either, either way. And then I uh, watched E.T. because I had watched Jaws enough. I was like, I need another <laughs> Spielberg. <laughs> a different Spielberg. <laughs> John Williams fucking mess. And that's I hot take. Maybe it's not a hot take. <laughs> that might be my favorite, second favorite John Williams score. 
Oh, yeah, e. it's e. great. E.T. Score? Yeah. E.T. movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think hot take, E.T. is great. What? You, you say John Williams, you gotta be like, well, fucking Jaws, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, oh. like, you, you know. Yeah, it's all great, but no, E.T.'s beautiful. Yeah. E.T.'s beautiful. It's a and cinematic masterpiece for reasons. It's good. It's that, like art house indie thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Super under the radar. <laughs> And I'll let this one bleed into Cody's because we both watched Blade Trinity, I know. And Yeah. Uh, I uh, I sat down and watched all the Blade movies with my wife. Um, and Blade 1, still, ooh, just so fucking good. So fucking good. Oh, Blade yeah. 2, I mean, I personally still enjoy it quite a bit. Not as good as I remember it being in 2002 or whenever when it came out, but I still enjoyed it. It's fine. My wife had not seen it. She was convinced she had. She has not. She enjoyed it as well. Is it because she's seen the Hellboy movies? Uh, I think that, no, but she hates the Hellboy movies, though, so I'm not really sure. Um, (laughs) She really hates those movies. Hellboy 2 is, like, one of my favorite movies. (laughs) I love that movie Those are great. I mean, I I like them both quite a bit. Yeah, she does not like those. Um, And then uh, uh, Blade Trinity. Um, hmm. Uh, Lucas, how did you describe Silent Hill 2? What was that? How did you describe uh, it? Nasty crap. Nasty crap. <laughs> this nasty is nasty crap. crap that's lit on fire and oh, thrown at a house. Uh, oh, so smelly. I hate that movie. Oh. Um, I know we're not supposed to hate any movie, but I think I hate, hate that. I think I fucking hate that movie. Um, I don't want to hate, hate it. I really don't want to hate it, but I think I fucking hate it. Um, wow. In fact, to the extent that this morning, the first thought that I had, I told Curtis this. The first thought that I had at six o'clock in the morning that I woke when I woke up was, "Man, that movie fucking sucks." <laughs> that was the first thought I had. Uh, wow. Meanwhile, my wife thought it was not the worst waste of time that she's ever spent. Um, yeah. Which well, Ryan Reynolds good. is hot as shit. Come on. Uh, yeah, the people in that movie are so hot. Meanwhile, <sighs> I can say though that uh, it is a lot better than another movie that I watched, um, which may be uh, the second worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, which is Hellraiser 7, Deader. Um, <laughs> it's called Deader? Deader, yes. Deader. Uh, Deader? D-A-D-E-R. Deader. Like as in more dead? <laughs> in, in fact, it's actually not even called Hellraiser 7. It's called Hellraiser colon Deader. No. Um, which like a chapter out of Die Hard on that that's one, a, except that's dumber. A, well, Deader is like a plot thing in the movie. I'll save it for when you guys get there, if you ever do oh, this yeah, journey with wait. me. Yeah, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it for me. I'll be on the edge of my seat. Um, but, man... Whoa, buddy. Hellraiser 7 and Hellraiser 6. Those are... They have problems. uh, Does Shudder have all the Hellraisers yet? No, Shudder only has Hellraisers 1 and 2, and I don't know if they'll ever get the others, mainly because I don't think they want to waste the money licensing them, nor can I blame them. Although I will say that I think uh, 3, 4, and 5 are are cool. I like 3, 4, and 5 quite a bit. Call to action, Shudder. Get all those movies on there pronto so we can do this massive marathon thing. (laughs) Right, Shudder. Say, Shudder, we want another three-hour Twitch stream where four guys talk about too many movies. You need <laughs> all to put all your shit on there. <laughs> <laughs> Dole out the dough for us. Yes, We're do it. it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than that, um, didn't really didn't really watch too much horror stuff because I, I went and visited my parents and uh, the third season of Dark came out, so that took up a whole day of my life. Um, you did that? Did the whole thing? I did the whole thing. Um yeah. And then, um, for whatever reason, Maddie and I have been watching Weeds. Okay. Um, which, surprisingly, uh, pretty spot-on social commentary. 
that I would not have noticed when I was in high school. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, not, not the worst show have I've you, ever seen. Have you come across a certain ex-girlfriend yet of mine? What? Oh, is she in that show? Yeah. In that? Uh-huh. Really? We'll bleep the we, name. We gotta We're bleep, bleep that the name. Bleep that Make out. a note. Hard. Bleep the name. No. <laughs> oh, hey. Beep. Big long beep. <laughs> you didn't... <laughs> Which, Listeners, if you want to do a, a deep dive of IMDb and Facebook, I don't want to do it because it, it like it jacks up your like star meter if you search somebody, and I don't want to do that. That's some spiteful shit. Where, where is she in the show? <laughs> I didn't know she was in that show. What like like a like a guest spot in one appearance? Yeah, she's hard oh. to miss. Uh, she might be. Hard. It's she the might one be with the horns and the tail. But. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, uh, poor. <laughs> if you, dude, if we had to beat fucking Dragula, we're beeping the shit out of all the names. <laughs> you know how much she would want a piece of this too. Like, there's a more, there's a higher probability she would come after us for this than Dragula would come after us for this. Not Rob Zombie. No, Dragula. Although, you know, no, it's, it's Dragula. Funny I, was, yeah. I was actually, I was sitting there the other day thinking about the fact that we bleeped that and then thinking about, should we have bleeped anything else that we've done? And it occurred to me that in, I think, episode one or two, we actually gave out the location of. What? No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, we, we definitely did. We did. didn't give an address. Yeah, we might as well have. Did you say really? Valley Village? Yeah, no. that's fine. That's fine. So. No, we said street names too. Well, that's not great. That's not <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we well, should, might have to go back listener, and re-edit that. Listener, well, no, because then we'll lose the listens, and I don't want to do that. No, you don't lose the listens. We talked about this. Well, listen, I'll, fi- I'll fix it right now. Listener, if you're listening, don't g- go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week I didn't watch much horror or any, Are mostly because paying your penance. No, no, that's that's off. But I've all all of my free time has been devoted to playing The Last of Us Two. Yes, um, yes. So that's that's what I've I've been doing. So I haven't watched uh, horror movies though. Last night we watched uh, *The Five Bloods*. Oh yeah, Ooh. by Spike Lee, mm-hmm. which is relevant to the movie we're about to talk about because mm-hmm. Spike Lee did a remake of this movie. Oh, in accurate. 2014. Accurate. He really, he really did. Yes. Yes, it was titled "The Sweet Blood of Jesus." Oh, I didn't know that was a remake of this. But that is a remake of and, the movie that we're going to talk about. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that's a great segue into this week's episode. This week's this week's movie. But yeah, I, so no no horror, just horror video game. Which, Which it's, it is like an interactive movie. It, it's it's re- kind no, of it, it yeah. is. It is. I too have been playing it, and motherfucker, is it so good? It took less than twenty minutes for me to cry twice. Yeah, it's very, very good. It's, it's very, fantastic. It's a great scene. Really, really rough husk around your tear ducts, too. So Yeah, they're crystallized. And all <laughs> of those dungeon dwellers that are calling this game a piece of shit, I, I mean, granted, I haven't beat it yet, but... I, ha- I haven't either, so I don't know. I, I think I know why they think it's a piece of shit, and I think they're a piece of shit who are man-children who can't get over their fan theories not being correct. Like the same people who bitch about The Last Jedi. I think it's the same camp of internet weirdos who aren't grown-up adults. And do you want to know where all these whiny baby man-children who hate uh, good things all go to have a shitty burger and a beer? That's right, they go to Tinhorn Flats in Burbank. Tinhorn Flats, the official eatery of man-children assholes everywhere. If you uh, support Tinhorn Flats and you go to there, you're an asshole. Uh, You hate nice things, and you're making life worse for the rest of us. 
So fuck you and fuck Tin Horn Flats. This week we watched Ganja and Hess. Ganja and Hess. Ganja and Hess. Ganja and Hess. Ganja? I'm going I'm to speak Wait. for all of Yep. What? And Hess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna speak quickly for all of us. I don't think any of us were pre- prepared for this movie. Yeah. No, so, not at all. Shall I say that? Okay, that's a good yeah. place to start. I was mm-hmm. sort of prepared because I'd watched horror noir and I knew that it was super mm-hmm. experimental. Um, but I will say that prior to watching horror noir, I did not think that this was going to be this movie. I thought that it might have something to do with um, ganja weed. Yes. Yeah, I did yeah, too. I, I did going in, and then I didn't know if Ganja and Hess was somehow a play on Porgy and Bess. <laughs> yeah, I thought um, that too. <laughs> but I don't think they're related, nor is there marijuana referenced at any point. I don't think there is either. In fact, if anything, as I realized uh, as I was watching the film, uh, that I, I remembered that I'd thought that and went, wow, you're kind of a bastard um, to myself. Oh, I thought you were talking to marijuana. No, no, no. I was talking to myself. Like, I'm the bastard. Mm-hmm. You're kind oh, of a okay. bastard. Why are you a bastard? I yeah. don't know. I felt like, uh, uh, maybe I felt a little guilty that my mind went there because clearly it's not, it has nothing to do with that. And I just, uh, my mind immediately went to that it would be about that. It's called mm-hmm. ganja. And yeah. Hess. Like, I think it's fair to assume that there, is, there is a, and aren't they, all right, aren't they passing a joint like early when they first, when she first gets there? Are they or are they not? Yeah, yes. Yes, although, although in the 70s, c- cigarettes often looked fair. like joints. So it's very hard it's to all, tell. Yeah, rolled. Mm-hmm. And, and well, but granted, he was, he was smoking, um, Hess was smoking like, you know, filtered cigarettes throughout Got the it. whole movie. So yep. yeah, it could very well have been a joint. I have no all idea. Right. Before we get too far into it, I think it's Austin's turn to do the shutdown. <laughs> I was <laughs> so luck, nervous. Man. I was watching this movie. Uh-huh. Earlier, and I'm going, God, I think I have to do the shutdown. Like, oh, how the fuck do I do the shutdown of this, this thing? I actually think you might have. You, I, you I might think, do a but, good... but, but I think plot wise, it's, yeah. it's not a lot. Yeah. All right. Let me get the. All right. I'll shut it down. Let me get the timer up. <clears throat> Let's see here. Loosen up those lips. Let that brain, let that brain wave <laughs> low. <laughs> Trying to remember. Trying to remember. All right. We've got. All right. It's going to be a three, two, one, go. All right, hold on. Let me have a sip of my ranch water. <laughs> ranch water? Hold on. Wait, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Ranch water? Ranch water, you don't know it? It's a lovely, refreshing summer drink. It's tequila, a little lime juice, and... Oh, Chico. Oh, 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 not not what that sounds like. To, yeah, my mind went to ra- like ranch <laughs> yeah, dressing and water and went, that sounds like puke recipe. <laughs> Look, I know I'm white. I'm not that white. Give me a little fucking credit. <laughs> Credit where credit's due. All right. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So this is a extremely artsy, art house uh, vampire movie that opens with a guy who's a doctor. Doc, Dr. Hess, I think, is, is his name. And he's having dinner with his friend. And they're rambling about nothing. And his friend's like, I'm going to kill myself. And he's like, hey, don't do that. And he says, like, okay. Then later, he, he maybe does. I don't know. But they get in this scuffle. I don't even know what it was about. And then uh, a doc, the doctor gets stabbed with his bone knife. Then the, the guy uh, is, is later on. He does shoot himself in the heart. And then the doctor who got stabbed, he goes in to start. Lapping up his blood. 
so that the dead guy's wife flies in from Amsterdam. She's looking for her dead husband, and he's like, and she's like, "Hey, where is he?" And and she shows up there anyway because she wants to stay in his room. They start banging, then they get married, seconds. and then the doctor's like, "Hey, you want to be a vampire?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay." And so they become vampires, and then uh, the doctor decides to become religious at the end, and he hates himself, so he kills himself with a cross. And wow. then the lady vampire's looking out the window, and there's a guy comes out of the pool with a huge dick, and that's then the movie ends. One minute. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty. I was pretty good. It always takes half the time to get through the first twenty yeah. minutes of the movie, <laughs> yeah. and then the exposition, and then, and then you just <laughs> fucking ramrod through the rest. Yeah. I almost included in my shutdown, but I, I moved on for the interest of time. But I do want to take this moment to mention that this movie had the most horrific thing I've ever seen in a movie. <gasps> I think I know what was, you're talking about. I wrote it down. What, which was a man in a bathtub. <laughs> Brushing oh. his teeth yeah. with his bath water. I thought about that for like 40 minutes. I, yeah. It like, shook me. Uh-huh. Like your your own bath water, yeah. your dick water, your soapy dick water, no toothpaste, just... Uh, yeah. I, I, that was barely... Faked. He did that. No, no, yeah. no that was <laughs> no. real. This, well, that was yeah. the director, right? That guy, that yes. actor uh-huh. was the that director. That was Bill... Yeah. Uh, not Bill Gunn. Gun. His name. Bill, Bill Gunn. Gun. Yes, Gun. yes, yeah. Yeah, uh, he fucking, for real, was naked in a bath and then brushed his teeth with bath water like a lunatic. I barely saw the next 10 minutes because I was just <laughs> thinking about, why did you do this? Why would you make this decision? This might Is be- this something people do? Then I started thinking, is this something that people just do and I don't know about it? Do, do, you, do any of you do it? I doubt it. If you're listening, do you do that? Please write to me because I need to know why the fuck you think that's okay. <laughs> This might be saying a lot about myself, but um, I knew it. I didn't even notice. No, it didn't oh phase me. It just did not phase me until I mean, I'm now seeing your two the reactions from two of you. Curtis, you didn't react to. I uh, I I clocked it. I was like, <sighs> yeah. I, kept I mean, going. I yeah. I just I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't really uh, didn't phase me. So that's... that was one of two notes I wrote down about this. Movie. <laughs> 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 well, the character is about to kill himself, right? Like, well. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that I was guess. why. Just, you know, he wants to go out with he wants to tarnish his insides. Maybe maybe he wasn't for his health. Maybe it was because he wanted to put the stuff he the stuff he washed off his body back into it. Maybe. I mean he did have some issues. <laughs> he did have, yeah, this is reading too far into a very weird scene. Um, yeah. Of all the things that need to be talked about this movie, that's that's where we're gonna lean into. Why did yeah. the man <laughs> why did the man brush his is, teeth with his bath water or his dick water, as Austin so eloquently yeah. put it? It resonated with me the most of all the things in the movie. That's scary. <laughs> That's, That's very scary. Just dick and butt water. Yeah, you <laughs> little poo-poos in there? Come on. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. It's filthy. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that that was what resonated with you most. That Well, <laughs> not, may, maybe not most. I don't know if it resonates the right word. It's certainly the thing that sticks. Like when you say, like, hey, we've seen Ganja and Hess, the first thing I'm going to think about is, <laughs> yeah, a guy brushed his teeth with bath water. <laughs> then I'm going to think about the guy at the end with a massive dick. And the camera was really focused on the penis. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, here's a man who happens to be naked. It was like half the shot, his head wasn't even in the shot. Mm-hmm. So I was forced to look at his giant dick. It's Big I think about those things and then the artistic expression of what they were trying to say but first is bath water i gotta be honest i'm not gonna lie i think that bath water aside uh this is something to unpack this whole movie um something yeah. definitely to unpack first of all it is a vampire flick correct we all agree upon that it's a vampire flick 
I, I guess technically. I, I mean, I guess it depends on how mm-hmm. nerdy weird you want to get on defining vampires. Yeah. I would say yes. I'll but there's it. no vampire tropes. Yeah, I'll, right I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll be the one to say that this is not a vampire movie. Ah, see, no. there you okay. go. And I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a vampire movie. I think between the lore elements and uh, the blood drinking. Yeah. And turning someone into a vampire and then mm-hmm. drinking, you know, killing humans to drink their blood. That to me makes it it's got enough elements of a vampire movie, but I would I'm also can see why Lucas would say that it's not a vampire movie because it's 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 right. it's different. It's it's unique. It's got that or it's got that kind of artistic spin on it that is um unusual. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lucas, I could see the argument against it being a vampire movie. Yeah, Lucas, what's, why? Because so I, I did, I did, I did, I did read into um, how what how vampires um, are affected by African culture because they're they Af- African cultures do have uh, some blood demons that aren't exactly vampires. I know there was one from Madagascar that I cannot recall the name of. But in their folklore, they had a blood addicted demon. I but it didn't do the regular vampire tropes. It didn't even have fangs. It just loved blood, right? And that's and I think, I think the no fang thing I think is the most important. Like the, you can argue this is not vampire. I don't know. I mean, you but you can look at folklore and history and vampire when vampires pop up in folklore throughout history throughout the world. They don't necessarily have fangs, but I'd still consider they the they make up a lot of the tropes that we consider now to be vampires. Mm-hmm. I th- for me, I think it gets the central ones most like drinks blood of humans and turns others into themselves. Like, I think that that for me <clears throat> does it. Um, so Lucas, what I think, what I think we're trying to say is that you're wrong. <laughs> okay. No, I think it is important <laughs> to note though, why it's not just a, a very traditional vampire story. Um, the the dagger that is supposedly the thing that actually transforms uh, people to vampires. What mm-hmm. th- what culture did that come from? It was called Murthia, uh, correct? Murthia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mur- Murth. What? Is that real? I didn't look into that. Is that a real culture? Do we know? I didn't. I didn't look into it. But my 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 guess from some of the other things that they were showing in the movie was that it perhaps. I, I feel like I feel like I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna immediately gonna look it up after this episode and be like, yeah, no, you're wrong. Lucas uh, is fine now. Is Lucas is different. looking it up right now. Oh, okay. Beautiful well, professor. The only yeah. the only thing I can see is something called the Murthia Thermal Spa. <laughs> that's <laughs> won the World Luxury Spa Award in two thousand seven. Cultures change oh, after thousands of shout years. Shout out to them. So. In two thousand seven? Uh-huh. They're still touting that? Oh no, twenty ten. Oh no, that no, I'm sorry, no, two thousand seven. <laughs> 13 years ago, they're still riding the wave of that. I mean, I guess it's a good title. I, look, I don't know the weight of these kinds of titles in the spa world. I'm going to be real. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking it up on something that I was reading earlier that I think said it. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The spa? Where is the spa? Can we go there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Field trip? Can we give away a spa package on the show Ooh. to that spa? Ooh. Ooh. How do, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet us about it, and we'll figure go something out. Go to the out. best spa of 2007. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe this didn't. Hold on, we, we gotta. We'll edit all this. 
No, no, no. They have to listen no. to us, look at things on When our you phones. say we have to edit it is when I leave it. That's yeah. the joke. That's, that's the joke. That's, that's what this has become, right? If we don't want it to happen, it stays in, yeah. right? Just like our yeah. nicknames. Uh-huh. They want okay, to see how the so sausage is made. This Berthia is uh, in Greece. That's not Africa. Okay. That's like no, the to be fair. opposite of Africa. Well, while, while, you, while you maybe ponder what, where it actually came from, my question is, I want to figure out if that was, was that Merthia an African-based culture, or was that a white-based culture? I don't know. I assumed African-based just based on the like very native-sounding calls or, or singing mm-hmm. if, uh, that would happen whenever yeah. he would sort of do something vampire-esque and the cutaways with the like oh the big woman with the headdress yeah 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 Yeah. fair i think i'm on board with that i'm i'm yep african tribe and i'm pretty sure it's west african i think it's it's real no 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 i think the the murthia is that what it is yeah yeah i think that's fantasy but from a lot of the things that i can that i saw in the movie and again i could be completely talking out of my ass but i think i remember those from college being because of all my studies Mm. Um, I'm educated, um, uh, as being, uh, traditional West African cultural elements that we saw in a lot of the kind of weird artsy sort of cutscenes and some of the other iconography that was in there, um, throughout the movie. But I just realized that I interrupted the shit out of you guys talking. So please continue. I apologize. You cleared up our, our, a lot of our issue there. So that's great. Now we know. At least we're on a consensus of where Murthy sort of is. Brian, Brian DB says that... Murthians is an ancient African nation of blood drinkers. Oh, right. Now it's, it's uh, official. It. Okay. Brian D.B. is the ultimate source and is never well, wrong. He's impeccable and, in his word. Well, my understanding was that he got the dagger from a tribe that they all died from a blood disease. I missed that. That's what I took yeah, from there it. Was a there was a synopsis I read that said the dagger was germ-infested. Yeah. Is that. Okay. See, yeah, that's and, the case. Yeah, a lot of these things are going to get... We could, we oh. could totally do a bit. We just read synopsis from the internet. Um, I read some reviews on Shutter, and Shutter, let me talk to you. I, I think let me talk to you for a second, Shutter. I think that you should start banning certain people from oh. writing reviews. Um, I'm a firm believer in free speech, but some people are just fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair, and I think might and might be racist. We aren't sure. Um, probably, probably odds are. Um, I think the uh, now the where where the dagger comes from is. Super interesting, uh, but almost the larger conversation around that is it's a representation of his African heritage, correct? Well, and see, that's, man, and now I think we start getting into places where it's really kind of us extrapolating because there's so much. It's interesting that, that Hess's character is an anthropologist that surrounds himself in Western culture. Mm-hmm. And hates stories. <laughs> but he's surrounded. Yeah, he really. Yeah, he looks like a fucking mug bastard every, every time. Every time someone's selling him a story, he's, he's like, so oh, disinterested. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just lighting cigs and drinking. Yeah. For a moment, I felt like I was looking at myself when a few people I know tell me stories. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, because of the because of all the shit that's in his mansion and the way that the director frames shots so that it's it's these. I don't know. It seemed specifically, I think, in the beginning when they're when the knife is in one viewpoint, you see all these very Western European paintings mm-hmm. yep. in the shot, right? So I'm inclined to say that yeah, maybe it's supposed to be representative of his of his of his heritage. Uh, the uh, 
I mean, my big takeaway, and it's right there in Shutter's fucking synopsis, so it's not a fucking revelation necessarily, is that it's it's a, it is about the cultural appropriation, right? Like when mm-hmm. when Europeans and everyone else took slaves from Africa, what do we do? We strip them of all of their things that make them them and give them Christianity. We give them you know European right. culture and make them be that, so that if and when they discover what their culture is. They are taught that that's monstrous, right? They're so I taught. Think, I think that that I, I mean I think that's a, a way of looking at it. But then I also it also gets into this the discussion about religion in the movie, right? And religion specifically being Christianity versus traditional, uh, we'll say traditional African <clears throat> religious beliefs. Because in the end of the movie, he becomes disillusioned with vampirism, right? And I guess if we're looking at it this way, are we? are we kind of saying that the vampirism thing is supposed to be um, sim- symbolic for his, for his heritage? Yeah. Is that what we're getting at? That's, uh, that's, that's what I got. Okay. Yeah. Cause especially cause anytime he would do something vampire esque, that like very native chanty sounding sure. thing would come in. And then, yeah, I think like Curtis was saying for, for me, the ending and the, especially the heavy religious implications felt like, once he decided to follow Christianity, he then hated himself and killed himself over who he was, right? I, and okay, I think that's an interesting... I, and I, so I took that as a nod to, like, like Herta said, like, once, you know, America, once they were taken from their home and forced into American European cultures, I'm sure a lot of them, you know, started to resent themselves and their heritage, and I think that that was... I think that was supposed to be symbolic of him unable to reconcile his heritage with the world he's in and that self-loathing that can come in from that. I think that's, I think that might be right on the money. That last mm. sentence. I won. Did I win? I won the movie. That seems right. I mean, that's better than a I would trip to the Murthia spa. <laughs> yeah, the best spa of 2007. I mean, yeah. that seems, that seems right on the money to me. What about, what do you guys think? I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. And it kind of is snapping into focus. The, reasons the albeit selfish reasons why he turned ganja in that she is this just pure she came from amsterdam before this movie started she's just so european she's just you know she's got uh american and european you know very little i think of her heritage in her which you know like most black people do at this point like that that's just how it Mm -hmm. is and uh it seems like he selfishly wanted to give her back her culture and he did it unwillingly by on her part, but which was like that's fucked up. Oh, and that's also yeah. interesting because she 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 hates it. Yeah, mm-hmm. she completely hates it. Mm-hmm. This, this is nuanced, guys. <laughs> it's real nuanced. Well, her character in general is, I guess, well, now that we're on this subject, and because Curtis, I think you're right there. Her character in general is really nuanced and I think uh, complex to unwrap because of, for instance, the way that she treats Archie. Fuck, she did not. She yeah, hit Archie man. something. Like, that so part where she Archie. fucking opens the door and then oh, closes God. it and watches him as he's got all those groceries in his hand. I think I audibly said out loud, that fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know? What a fucking bitch. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or the whole, like, I need an extension cord. Yeah. And I need yeah. grits. Mm-hmm. Don't you fucking know? And it's yeah. like, Jesus. Well, like, he's so nice. Well, when that when that part was happened, I thought that she was saying that... I I, I thought she was... I thought it was starting that she was asking for something for him to bring from like the kitchen or something, but she was just asking in this weird shitty way. And then I went, 
oh no, this woman is asking him to go to the fucking grocery store for her. And I went, what is this? What is happening? You know, and then I think at that moment, once now that Curtis, now you just snapped into focus the concept of when she gets bit, it's gone, or it's Hess kind of unwillingly giving her her, mm-hmm. or against her yeah. will, giving her her yeah. heritage back. That's an interesting reading. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think, because I was like, why is he such a dick? Like, I think they might love each other. I don't know. They just met each other, but that's movies. But like, oh. you just, they're like, I want you to live forever. Okay, now I'm going to murder you and then, and then bring you back and then stab you. It's and it's not even that they just met each other. It's that they just met each other. She, her husband, this is as who she presumes is alive. This is his assistant. They start fucking behind her husband's back, as far as she knows. Then she yeah. finds her husband's dead body, and then I don't think it was a good marriage. <laughs> what? I didn't. How many? How many minutes are we gonna say pass before they go? Let's, let's fucking get married. Let's get married. How many minutes? It was not long. I'm talking like in their life, in the in the movie world, not in our world where it's a runtime of a yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, it, it felt world. like at least a week. I didn't think it was a week. I thought it, I was going to say that between the time that she finds the dead body of her husband and the time they get married, I'm going to say two hours. No, man. I don't think Very it was possible. two hours, but maybe. <laughs> well, they had to go from night to day, so like they had to get their friends there. So like theory and travel time, and to get like the suits and stuff. I'd say probably at least like two days. At least. Maybe. Yeah. I'd say at least two days. Regardless. It was two quick. Days, I mean, it was Two quick. fucking hours. Who cares at that point? Your husband died. And this man killed him. Again, I don't think it was a, a happy marriage. Because she was like, oh, that asshole. He's crazy. He's somewhere. Right on the phone, she was like, he always does this shit. It's true. She does. Lucas, where <laughs> are you? Where are you on this on this part portion of the movie so far? The uh, The... The quick marriage after the murder and after the acceptance of the murder and the turning. I, yeah, I, I might, it seemed quick. I don't know about two hours quick, but it was an overnight, it did seem like an overnight decision to do you that. Got on board quick. But I mean, but like, as I was just okay with everything. Like, so much crazy mm. shit had already happened in the movie and then it's already so hard to follow that. I'm just, you just, I'm just along for the ride kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It almost gets away with a lot of this stuff because it follows a very dream logic sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. it cuts. Like there were so many times <laughs> when, because like, I read, had to watch with the subtitles on. If you guys watch without subtitles yeah. on this, I don't know if you fucking. <laughs> did God, I, I only use subtitles uh, I, I, ever. I actually watched this one without subtitles, which is unusual how, for me. How did how there were portions where you could see characters' mouths moving, and and then the subtitles would say like. Inaudible. Not, uh, uh-huh. Okay, no, no, I'm not missing something, right? Like, right. So there were like extended like conversations, sometimes with music, sometimes without, where characters are speaking. And I'm, should I, should I, like, this seems like it's important. <laughs> but no, what? No. It, no. Yeah, I, it, there's so many moments in the movie where, because it is a 70s movie, you don't know what's a result of production and what was a choice. That's true. You know? That's a good point. So, so that's like that's that's a that's a difficult aspect of watching this movie, just mm-hmm. as like a just a normal guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Because <know? laughs> <laughs> there are times when I'm like, okay, why aren't we seeing you know the the reverse of this? Why aren't we seeing what they're looking at? And you can't always decide if it's because that's the choice. You're like, I know how much it would cost for them to reset the fucking thing. How much time do they have to get <laughs> right, that shot? Right. Like maybe they just like this is all we can get. <laughs> <laughs> I loved I loved the choices. They do it a couple times in this movie where they want to cast these really ominous shadows, and the light bulb is in uh-huh. the shot. 
Yeah. You know, and especially towards the end with the big cross shadow. It's like, I know you want to get yeah. that cross shadow, but that light bulb is also right there <laughs> that's doing it. So I don't know if that's is like, I, again, I don't know if that's a production thing or that's an actual artistic choice on the, it, on the director's It seems part. so apparent that make, it makes me think that it was, that it was a, a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and not based on the time. It just, some of those things seem so apparent. Yeah, yeah I love, right. I do, I do love the way the lighting ended up in those, in those, in those choices to use light bulbs. I mean, like, if they are a choice, and I'm going to say they are a choice. Uh, there was also a moment where, um, God, what, a, Hess, Hess, and I think, did he kill? No. What happened? Was he looking at her in a bed and he was sitting over her naked on the bed, like straddling her? Mm-hmm. And then, and then he suddenly in the corner of the bedroom, behind yeah. the behind the bare light bulb, and it and it creates mm-hmm. this again an ominous shadow around him, and it, it, mm-hmm. it's like I this is so artistic that it's just going way over my head of what's happening right now, and it's it's almost a sweet so spot. Hurtful. Like if, you'd be so yeah. artistic, you're like, yeah, it's a choice. Got away with it. I know it's a good move when you're making movies. Just go weird, and then no one, no one will question you. Yeah. I like to try and unpack the ending a little bit. Oh, uh, the very end. Well, yeah. So, like, starting with oh, yeah. the starting with the friend they have over, who's by all accounts a pretty good dude. He runs a, a, a like a youth shelter or something, and mm-hmm. they proceed <laughs> yeah. to ga- uh, ganja and and the man have very very hot steamy sex, and she kills him, drinks his blood, and they then take him out, but he's still alive later becomes a vampire replacement, whatever. But like, how should we read those dynamics of why that man and Ganja slept together when they were just going to kill him? And it wasn't like, you know, I expected because of the vampire tropes, I know I expected it to be a threesome, right? Like that just seems like, like, like yes is going to show no, me up. Too, They're yeah. going to do that. But it's like, he's willingly giving the body of his wife over to another man, not just for food, so is there, what's the sexuality behind this? Like, I, wh- I mean, I took a couple things. First, I think at that point, it already seemed like Hess was kind of getting disillusioned with the whole thing. With both her and with the, the vampirism. That's one. Fair. Two, I felt like... And so, well, back to one. It, that, it's almost like it's, an, it's a means... To food, right? It's a means to getting to, or not food. It's a means to the, to to getting their crave, right? Getting their fixing. Um, it's blood, and it's not. You don't have to steal it from a blood bank. You don't have to go hunt somebody in the middle of the day. You're inviting someone over to your house that you know, and you're gonna kill them. Um, but then I get to think the other thing is that it seemed it seemed very animalistic. The entire thing seemed very carnal. That entire sequence in general, it mm-hmm. seemed like it stripped away. Most elements of humanity, once mm-hmm. they start, once they, it's it, and be about halfway through, once the conversation stops, right? I don't know if you guys got, did you guys get that impression? I felt like normal sexiness, like normal carnal sexiness to me, like not necessarily animalistic, but like, like just fucking hot. Right, <laughs> like, right, okay. I think, we're, I think we're saying the same thing. It's okay. getting You're down saying to, the same thing, yeah. Yeah, it's getting okay. down to animal intentions. Sure, um, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Got it. That, it's hard not to think, though, Curtis, because of how attractive these people are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Very, very attractive uh, people. people. 
<laughs> that man has a very, very, very large penis. Um, oh, so big. So the hammer. Uh, knee knee clacker, oh dude. <laughs> and I think that it also... I think this might also play into what happens next when they go and they kind of sort of bury a, bury the body in the water, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's Hess, might be Ganja, can't remember which, is saying, I think he's still breathing. That was that was Ganja. It's Ganja, Ganja that's saying that. Hess is Hess, like, yeah. Yeah. Hess is like, fuck it, because at that point, he's over it anyway. Yeah. That's um, interesting. I I. Didn't catch on to that, and I think it makes sense a little bit because one of the scenes before that is when he goes and kills the mom who's a prostitute right. and leaves the baby in the crib. Like he's over it, right? Yeah, he's just he's just completely disillusioned and over it, which is why he goes to church, which is why he goes to his chauffeur, the the church where his chauffeur is the is the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I mean, then we circle back into the religion and imperialism and and Western culture versus African culture. And, it's such a fucking complex movie in such a beautiful way. And I think it touches on so many things that this is a tangent that none of us will really ever comprehend. Yeah. Um, True. Uh, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, Curtis, I think, th- I think th- that's my thoughts on how we start leading into the ending. Yeah, I'm with that. And I, I appreciate the, the helping to figure out that he's, Believe, I, th- I believe he's over it too. Yeah, yeah. He just sure. he doesn't fucking care anymore, which is why which is why he goes back to church, which I think is so interesting that he goes back to find Jesus, right? And the pastor in that part keeps saying the devil's not in here, you know, never gonna let the devil in here, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is so fascinating when you start thinking about the juxtaposition of his character in there in general. That just right? waltzes in, yeah. right? Because that I mean, the whole movie's filled with juxtaposed ideas, but then. You know, he goes back, and then he basically I, he kills himself. But I, it's why he kills himself that I think is kind of difficult to unpack. And I think what was said earlier makes the most sense, that he can't come to grips and reconcile with himself and with his culture. I, Austin, I forget how you put it. You put it so eloquently. Yeah, it was really good. Just go back and listen to that. And <laughs> it's that. That's what I said. <laughs> But I, it's it's so it's it's again it's just so complex. And then of course the ending is just mm-hmm. the ending. Uh, Ganja is yeah. left alone as a vampire, and the man that they didn't kill—he was still breathing uh, because I think he's a vampire now—gets up, um, running with his his big old honker swinging around, and the mm-hmm. camera's focused on it for some reason to yep. be with her to kill her. Who knows? Yeah, I didn't. I don't have a good read on on what the running naked man. Is I, I think it's not to kill her. I think is he specifically comes out of a pool, right? So that's like a cleansing. I think oh, okay. of, a, of a thing. At least I feel like that's a symbolic. It might be. I think that extends beyond Christianity and baptisms. But I would believe mm-hmm. that just oh, coming yeah. out of a out of out of water is like a, a, a purity, right? And so his mm-hmm. his pure masculinity just just swinging right toward her. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I feel like is a is a positive ending for those characters. It feels. It felt that way to me. It's what they wanted. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I. I I'll admit. I had t- trouble making out what that ending meant. Yeah. I didn't know. It's, I didn't know whether it was a good or bad. I, it was just. It was running at me, and I. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, I had trouble figuring out as I was watching the movie what really I was watching for most mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I had some 
loose ideas from seeing juxtaposition in things and in looking at different pieces of culture that were showing up in both Western and African cultures and uh, the weird character archetypes that were going on, which were very bizarre um, from tr- what we see traditionally. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, still, on th- this has been far more enlightening than me watching the movie. I'm glad I'm glad no, that yeah, even I in did. quarantine, we can still sit down and we can talk about something that's complex and understand it. What's really funny is that if we weren't doing a podcast and we were just hanging out, we'd probably spend two minutes talking about this movie. Yeah, valid. Because it'd, <laughs> yeah. it'd be too hard. It'd be too hard. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be too hard. We wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. All right, need a cigarette and yeah. right. whiskey. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I found this movie very beautiful, if nothing else. there's a, There was a lot that was very arty and art housey and I tend to struggle with those kinds of movies, but um, I did enjoy it. And if nothing else, there was a lot of it to look at that I found very appealing. Yeah. I would, I would say the same thing about the script too, the way that there's a lot of wordplay that these characters uh, take, take part in part taken mm-hmm. <laughs> that works too a lot of wordplay mm-hmm. and a lot of just it's kind of beautiful language and especially the way that uh ganjin has and even in the beginning when uh ganja's husband and has her speaking like the story that he tells while hess ain't having it like just the way that words are exchanged and when he goes into the tree and then there's that news hanging there and the way they talk about how he's gonna he wants to dive into the into the pond and they don't really they skirt around the edges of that being maybe suicidal and how like the racial tension of his neighborhood is involved with that. It just, it was fun to listen to, right. Instead of just mm-hmm. a very straight up conversation. So yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah. is a good term. Actually, that's a, I want to go back to what you just said, Curtis. I want to, I want to unpack that character. <sighs> Meets that character. Was, <sighs> or, what, what's his name? Meta. 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 Or Meta? Meta? Meta. Meta? Meta? I can't remember. Meta. Um, the director. Yes. Um, yes. I want to unpack him because... I do too. That, his character in general, once he once he got killed, I... Oh, you want to pee? Go pee, Austin. No. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, but I was like, oh. No, the, this will go on for a while. So just go pee. Go pee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get some more Be back soon, listeners. Bye-bye. Pee time! Back to the movie. Welcome back, folks. Yeah. We went pee-pee. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so Meta, unpacking Meta. Meta, unpacking Meta. Who I believe I, is the, we, he was up front in this movie, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to understand anything about this movie, because I couldn't fucking. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, he, same. But I feel like his character, ha- because so many things about this movie were so um, very carefully put together. It was such a carefully constructed movie in general, which makes me, feel like his character can't be taken for granted. It's got to be more than just the thing that makes uh, Hess the vampire, right? But, I mean, the dialogue that he has is so interesting. Starting from when he, the the conversation that he has where Hess is very, doesn't really give a fuck at all. I him talking about being in Amsterdam and those the kind of bizarre story. And the way that he kept saying it and the way that he kept looking back to Archie and, and being like so grateful for everything that Archie was bringing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, kept saying thank you. Wow, you're so kind. Thank you so much. Yeah, which no one a, does. I hadn't had a good meal in ages. Right. Mm-hmm. And no mm-hmm. one else does that in the whole movie. No one else is, treats Archie like that. He's so kind to him. And then 
he, I mean, clearly he's volatile, and that's that was kind of the reason that I figured that he flipped the switch and killed Hess on the surface. But now that we're unpacking this movie, I'm wondering if there was more to that. I wonder if there's more to the suicide conversation, um, the part where he starts screaming at Hess, saying, "What did you put in my drink? What did you put in my drink?" And Hess just is like, "I just pulled some ants out of it, bro." Um, it yeah. was all. I, I don't know. There just seems. Do you guys think that there's something there? Yes. The, Go. Do I know? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there is. I don't know what it is. I think the only line I wrote down outside of the there existed an addiction to blood thing, which made me hard, was uh, to the black male children philosophy is a prison. And when he was after he supposedly killed Hess before he kills himself, he's he's writing out or he's reading a letter. He's leaving. Right. And it's just, I feel like this man is insane. He have, he's going through psychosis. He's, he's maybe not disillusioned, just disillusioned like, like Hess is. I think he's actually going through mental episodes, including brushing his teeth with his dick water. And, oh. and, and that whole thing is so cynical that he reads out. It's so cynical because you figure, okay, this man just killed a vampire. We at least... As an audience, know he's a vampire. Man just killed him. Is he a vampire hunter? I don't know. He might be. And so he's Wait, leaving this but, note. But at that point, Hess, Hess isn't a vampire. Hess isn't a vampire until after he... Because he kills him, and that's what turns him into a vampire. He stabs him with the knife three times for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he goes and takes a bath in dick water <laughs> and writes the poem. And then he shoots himself, and then Hess comes in and drinks his blood. Where, yeah, I didn't gather. I assumed that's what turned him into a vampire. They but said I wasn't. It, they said sure. it in the beginning, during the in the prologue when they did the right. little. Because in the very beginning of the movie, they flash all that text across the screen, mm-hmm. screen, and that kind of summarizes basically the first ten minutes of the movie, twenty minutes of the movie. Oh, so, okay. So I took it as chronological, and that he was already a vampire and was stabbed by potentially this 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 African tribe of people who stabbed I didn't, him. No, where did the knife I, come from? Well, because he says that, because he says, I think the prologue says something about getting stabbed with a knife from, they kind of, they, they state where the knife is from, and the father the driver, of the of the Holy Spirit. The driver says he has an addiction to blood before that scene. Yeah, he's, yeah, he does. But, but I don't know if that's like artsy chronology or... I think it might be artsy chronology. Real chronology. I think it's artsy Cause chronology. Because, yeah... Cause yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah, I, I, and it's funny because now, now that you guys are saying this, because I, I caught the he has an addiction to blood thing, but I thought that was still just the because I didn't think I I thought honestly thought that was just them still kind of introducing the movie and the characters. I didn't think that that was I didn't take that as being chronological. Huh. I guess I just I felt like I wasn't given anything to say that it was jumping anywhere, but it, it's not like it's not not. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, wow, that's okay. Well, all right. Regardless, back to okay. back to dude, that dick water dude. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. He's got an addiction to dick water. Um, uh-huh. So, I, I think through that letter, we see his very cynical take on what he's leaving behind, and then he kills himself, and we get the flash of him killing himself when Hess kills himself. So, I think there's some relation of mental mental spaces there. Wait. Oh, when Hess kills himself later. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you get the flash. Yeah, you're right. Doing the, the thingy. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, That's so then maybe maybe the key maybe is we try to... F- 
And maybe we won't even have an answer to this, but maybe let's try, guys. Let's try to unpack this. Yeah, let's do it. What do you think drives him to kill himself? What do you think is the thing that's the catalyst that brings him to that point? I mean, insanity is the short answer because he's kind of rambly and weird since he shows up. Right. But it just feels like there's, it feels like there's got to be, I wish we had a script in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm sure that if we read through that conversation that he has with Amsterdam where Hess doesn't give a fuck, and then we read that poem, and maybe we had a definitive answer as to whether or not Hess was already a vampire, mm-hmm. um, uh, that, uh, or not a vampire, as the beautiful professor feels, um, uh, Maybe we'd be right. able to unpack it. I don't. I don't fucking well, know. Well, why did? Why was there even that confrontation between them? Because and and that was what I didn't. Took, Hess just like bust into his room and start attacking him. No, I. So he's kind of defending himself. Other way around. Other way around. Yeah. He okay. Crazy man busted into Hess's room and then yeah starts accosting him and stabs him three times. Father, Son, okay. Holy Spirit, which is why I think that it was the vampire. That's what turns him into a vampire because of the beginning text where they call out to that because he stabbed, he stabbed him three times. Um, Interesting. Uh, I have no idea. It just it seemed like he was just volatile. I think Cody's right. Oh, I'm sorry? I think Cody's right. I think Cody's right. I think that's when he becomes a vampire. It just seems like he's volatile. Um, and I think that if we look at it as if that's when he becomes a vampire and that this man is the vehicle for him becoming the vampire, then that might help unpack why his character, like his character's bigger purpose. But again, I think we're starting to touch on things that we, we just can't, because I think that this movie is so deeply rooted in, um, the black experience, um, that we as, um, Three and a half, three and a half, right, Lucas? Mm-hmm. I, is that is that the official? Mm-hmm. Three and a half, yep. three and a half white people will never um, will never fully comprehend that ever. Yeah, yeah, because I think it goes beyond just the details of how things happen and what of how things happen. Since it's it's the emotion that's driving it, and it's yeah. the experience that's driving it. It's like I I. I'm just not going to be able to experience what that's like to be culturally appropriated. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, is there, I have one other thing that I wanted to bring up, but is there, that's not really related to the, um, the plot of the movie or unpacking the movie, but more just uh, an observation about the movie. Is there anything else that we wanted to talk about thematically within the movie? Beautiful professor, do you have anything to add? You look like you're looking... At no, the only, the only thing I wanted to look up was... Uh, African influence on vampire stories, mm. and it was all and it was all folklore stuff, very loose, loosely based. Um, not pretty few and far between. I know there was there was a story in South Africa and there was a story in Madagascar, um, but that was about it, is what I could find. And those were all kind of like just kind of night demons that haunted the bad kids, kind of thing. From what I from what I read, um, got it. But yeah, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was so, I did get very entranced when the script would go on. It's very beautiful, um, kind of diatribes. And I, it, it, it took me out of it when I would try I was, cause, cause it's so beautifully worded that it's, it, I was like, I, I can't even, I can't even recall what I just listened to. I was just, you know, happy to be there kind of thing. And, uh, so those, 
those moments made this movie pr- t- tough to watch. I'll say it. It's, it was it was tough to watch only in the um, comprehending what I'm watching kind of thing. So, sure. Yeah. Like, it's like yeah, you're experiencing it and you like what you're experiencing, but now I'm being asked to try and parse this together and make it make sense <laughs> with what came before and after. <laughs> right. How am I supposed right. to do that? <laughs> oh, the way that Absolutely. I the way that I so often feel with art art films, especially art horror films, is that I'll watch it and I'll I'll be sitting there and I'll go, I think I really like this, but I have no fucking idea why. Mm-hmm. And it's that journey of trying to figure out why that makes me realize why I love the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why I love movies like this, rather. Because um, I oftentimes find myself watching an art movie. Do you guys ever get this where you'll, you'll watch an art film and you'll go, do I like this because it's artsy or do I like this because it's a quality film? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll always yeah. lean on the ladder on that. If something's just artsy, I'm like mm, trash. <laughs> I, I typically hate. I typically hate artsy art house yeah. type stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't like a movie existing for artsy movies sake. Yeah. So during quarantine, I went. Uh, I'm, I've been going down an A24 uh, catalog. Marathon, and I made the mistake of doing all the good ones first. Oh, <laughs> and so now I'm left with just whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I won't waste time and bring it up the list, but I just every movie. I, it was like Green Dragon. I think was just like mm-hmm. oh fuck yourself. Green Dragon. That's a sequel to Red Dragon. Oh, <laughs> I didn't see it. I've heard of a that prequel one. to Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah, if if it's a movie that like some dude from Bedsty with an Argyle sweater and tortoiseshell glasses is going to talk to me about how good it like I probably don't like it. I just, that that usually crosses a line for me. Like I, 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 I it loses yeah. me. I'm going to immediately tell him why Bad Boys 2 is better than his piece of shit fucking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But is there a Godzilla? No, can't be that great. <laughs> Cody, what was the last thing you wanted to? One of the things you want to bring up? Uh, I got two things. Uh, one is one is just a sentence. The other is a is a discussion, um, or maybe not a discussion. I think uh, so. Blackula, the last movie that we did, that is 1972, I believe. Right. This is 1973, um, and this movie is categorized as a black exploitation film. I saw um, that, and I understand why it's categorized as a black exploitation film because the producers wanted to produce a movie that was supposed to attract black audiences, like so many other films of the time were doing, Blackula, Shaft, etc. Um, but I think I almost felt like, and I might be speaking out of out of school, but I felt like calling it a black exploitation film was almost belittling it because it I felt agree, I agree. so much more than an exploitation film to me it did not seem it really didn't feel like an exploitation film at all to me no um, no me same i i remember i remember because i was actually gonna one of the things i w- was thinking when i was watching it was like it's it's interesting that we just watched blackula which very much feels like black exploitation and then i was gonna say like and then we come to this which is Another '70s black vampire movie, and it it doesn't. It's not a black exploitation. No, so I found it really weird that it was classified that way. Because for me, like black exploitation being a subgenre of the grindhouse, you know, I think like schlocky, kind of campy, 
whatever. And this is very much not that. So I agree. I thought it was really odd that this was categorized that way. And I also enjoyed how it's a very similar movie to Blackula, but in my opinion, the polar opposite spectrum. Like, these are the two ends of that spectrum. That yeah. I think that I'm sure that there is some some listener out there who's listening to this episode, you know, whenever he's listening to going, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Exploitation films are this. They may right. be right. I don't know. I don't. I know. They can write us. Yeah. And if their letter is worded well enough, they win a trip to 2007's Spa of the Year. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know. You had, you had something you want to say. You had it? Well, uh, so I had read something on Brian DB about what you're, what you're speaking on. And uh, Bill Gunn, the director, said the last thing he wanted to make was a black vampire movie. Right. Right. And uh, and, that, and uh, I also didn't know that this this film uh, was shown at the Cannes Can Film Festival. It was, and I think what was shown at Cannes was the original cut, which is the cut that we saw. The producers before the movie was released was cut up like crazy. I think the original running oh, really? time was like seventy nine minutes oh, when they fuck. showed it in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> they cut it all up. Yeah, I was re- I was reading about that. Yeah, it's interesting. I could be mistaken, um, dear listeners. If you want to correct me and tell me I'm a fucking asshole, by all means, do. Uh, I think that this movie, I think the way this worked is that basically the movie was greenlit. He was going to make a black vampire movie and it was going to be a straight black exploitation film a la Blackula. And then the producers went on vacation and the director basically went, fuck it, I'm going to go upstate oh, and do this off the grid. And he legit. filmed the whole movie off the grid. And then when he delivered to them, the producers were not happy. Because I remember that it was... I do know that for years, no one saw the original cut. They only saw the shitty theatrical cut that was like 79 or 80 minutes long or something. Um, That's a fucking baller-ass move. Yeah, and then <laughs> and now we have this movie, uh, which I guess on when I say that, if I am right and that is the movie, then I don't know why they're calling it a exploitation film. Maybe the 80-minute version seemed more like a exploitation film. It probably oh, that is. Sense. Um, like, it probably definitely feels like it. Uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to bring up is my man Dwayne Jones, oh. starring as Hess. <laughs> man, you know, I, 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 the first time I saw Night of the Living Dead uh, was the first time that I, uh, it was one of the first times that I ever saw a horror movie and went, this shit is important. <laughs> this shit is important. It's so important. He's so good in that movie and he's fucking phenomenal in this movie. And I cannot believe that these are really the only two roles that he's really known for. Yeah, I've not seen any of his other work. I don't even know if he has any other work. I, I really I don't. don't. I, these are the ones, these are the two noteworthy movies. Every time that I've heard his name, it's always Ganjin Hess and Not a Living Dead. He's been in other shitty horror movies that I've not heard of. And I call them shitty, and I don't know if they are, but like, they. I've, they're oh, probably shitty. Plays, I mean, he plays Doctor Hess Green in another movie called Black Vampire. What? What? Interesting. I wonder. Is it, I wonder if this was brought up on Horror Noir, and I'm just forget. It's got a two point nine out of ten on on the DB. Um, Bill Gunn is in the movie. Not as the same. Not as the same character. Okay, we're just learning about this right now. The Queen of Murthia is in it. Oh, so it's Murthia. Murthia. What did we say? I think that's what we've been saying. Yeah. (laughs) It was close. (laughs) Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Fucking Dwayne. Fucking Dwayne Jones is so good Mm -hmm. in these two movies. It's unbelievable. Like, it's 
the charisma of a man to just sit there mm. <laughs> and be intriguing. And not to mention, I to be him. oh my fucking god! And what Marlene Jones, so smoking hot. One, of course, oh, they both so are. But just yeah. like her banter with him and his stoicism is just like that's that shit. I want, I want like a, I want a non art house movie of that, so I can just you know <laughs> revel in it for a little while. Yeah, good effort, Dwayne guys, Jones. What do you, what do you, do you think this deserves a remake? Well, they, <sighs> Spike Lee already Spike Lee. did that. <laughs> well, it got one. Oh, good. Then I was right. <laughs> Uh, I, I have not seen. I have not seen the Spike Lee version. I've heard it. I did not hear great things about it when it came out. Um, I, when it came out, I didn't even. I just saw that it was a Spike Lee vampire movie coming. I went, oh, yeah. pretty cool. And then it got really bad reviews, so I didn't bother watching it at the time. Yeah, um, that was a Kickstarter movie. It was. What? Yeah, Are you fucking serious. That was a Kickstarter wow. movie. Um, I have not seen it, but I was reading a little bit about it, and apparently, it's like at times a shot-for-shot remake of this movie. That's interesting. So, yeah, which I'm usually not in favor of, especially when it's something that's very well done. There's no re- if you're going to remake it, fine. But if you're going to yeah. remake it, don't make it shot for shot. Make it make it. No, your what's own. the point? Right, like Psycho. Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I I have actually never seen the remake of Psycho. Um, I haven't either. With Anne Hayes, like shot. For yeah, shot. with yeah. Anne Hayes and uh, what's his fucking name? Vince um, Vaughn. Vince yeah, Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. But I, I is it true? Has anybody here seen it? Yeah. Nope. Curtis, is it true that it's shot for shot the same fucking movie? I've heard that it is, and I've watched the movie, and I would say that it it most definitely seems to be. <laughs> like, I don't like like it's 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 the same it's the same thing as much yeah. as they could. It's I can't remember any egregious changes. I'm sure there were a couple, but yeah, same fucking movie, man. Don't know. Uh, <laughs> odd choice. <laughs> odd choice. So well, Curtis, in your in your text messages to us, you kept you. you I've been pushing clipping for a while now. Oh yeah, the for a long time. Yeah, I know. We should definitely <laughs> bring up clipping. Did when you when you uh, texted us about that album, mm-hmm. there was an addiction to blood. Did yeah. did you know that this was what no. it was referencing? Nope. So this was all a very happy coincidence. This was that, a mind blowing revelation. Yes, that's uh-huh. awesome. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. I'm sure so I cool. read. I read so many reviews on that album because I was obsessed with it mm-hmm. when it came out. I'm sure it was in some review I read, but no. When I when I when you text me that that was a line in it, and then the movie opens, and then the driver has a line, then I'm like, oh, maybe that. But then they use this the from the song "Blood of the yeah. Fang." They use the sample <laughs> of from the sixties. There existed an addiction to blood, blood, and then and then the, oh, hi, oh, hi. like that's that's in the song, man. <laughs> so I my mind was blown, and I was so happy about that. So listen to more clipping. Yeah, go listen to clipping. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Curtis loves it. Clipping period. Clipping <laughs> yes, period. Clipping period. Period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my last note. So thank you, Lucas, for bringing that up. I was, I was just oh, state the obvious. Like, Good. My love for this <laughs> rap group. And I did thank you when I was watching it earlier, and and there I heard the line there was an addiction to blood. I was like, why does that sound familiar? Oh, that's that <laughs> album. Curtis keeps <laughs> yeah, pushing yeah. on to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah for like two the- weeks, I feel like every other day you're like, bro, clipping. It's something <laughs> yeah. related to clip yeah. and, and it's coming back around because I'm going through their material now. And I listened to a song yesterday for the first time that I've never felt more seen in my life. Never <laughs> felt more seen. The Youth Code remix? No, the Body and Blood. Oh, okay. I definitely okay. thought about over the week. I was like, should I DM David Diggs right now and see if he'll do this podcast with us to talk about this movie? <laughs> you know what? Can you imagine? I, are you tired with David Diggs? 
I guess as much as one can be. <laughs> so yeah, not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I had a Twitter conversation on behalf of my father with Lynn Manuel Miranda, so that's <gasps> just one degree from David Diggs. So maybe we can get to David Diggs. I've served him brunch multiple times. David Diggs or nice. Lynn Manuel David Diggs. No, oh, nice. Diggs. See, we're mostly there. Did you tell mostly him? That, there. Did you tell him that you want his penis in and around your face or? The last time I served him, yes. So Got hence it. the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I the because I was I was already a fan of his, uh, but just from the clipping album, Addiction to Blood in Hamilton, now that I've done the deep dive and now the Ganjan has if if I see him again in, in an appropriate context, it's it's not not coming up. For sure. <laughs> oh, keep keep a keep a copy of this mm-hmm. podcast episode in some like envelope or on like a uh-huh. tape. And be like, listen to my mixtape. Yeah, put her on a cassette. Here's my podcast, uh, a strictly internet based forum really funny, medium, and I put her <laughs> on a cassette. Oh, hold on, for real, you. Real talk. Real talk. Let's Austin. Do you have the ability to turn any of these and put them on cassette tapes? Because we totally should, and just start sending them to AMC and Shutter. We. <gasps> this is the new vinyl. <laughs> Podcast on cassette tape. <laughs> I'm. I might. I might have that, a way it, to that's do that. So it's so stupid and so juvenile and so funny that they might actually take it seriously I and have, look it up. I have people I can send it to at Shutter. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, all right. Done. Yes. I mean, if, if you provide me with the blank tape or you, something worth taping, in a date AMC will. with just piles of tape, of cassette tapes, <laughs> and then and then let's put a v, let's put the 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 Twitch the the Friday the Thirteenth one on a VHS. Oh, that'd be great. I could probably. My dad has all kinds of like weird old shit that he's. I think he has a DAT player somewhere. I could probably figure out this uh, cassette conundrum. Yeah. So you hear that shutter? Who are those assholes that sent all that shit to you? (laughs) We're coming. We're we're sending you cassettes. (laughs) This is the fucking origin moment right now. (laughs) Um, Worst medium. Do we want to rate this bitch? Let's rate this bitch. Yeah, I think it's time. Hold on. Does it it make me... No, I don't want to get in there. Never mind. Let's move on. Okay. I don't want to get into Edgeward conversations. Let's move on. <laughs> um, I don't want to. I don't want to do. Well, that. now we have to. Nope. You don't want to. You, you, you don't want to speak video game. Nope. Does no, it make no. you an edge lord? If nope. Nope. Was it about cassettes? Maybe. Nope. Move on. Because I will. Move I will on. physically attack you if you say cassettes is a good medium. Cassettes are not a good medium. Cassettes are okay, not a good then, medium. Then you can say whatever you want. But just I hipsters have had think it's to, good. In numerous occasions, purchase cassette. I have a collection of cassette tapes. Because there are That's so many insane. bands that I listen to that only put their shit out on cassette tapes. Well, tell them to grow up. I have the entire Scorpions it's discography cheap. on cassette. <laughs> that don't admit that. <laughs> Just did. Just don't, that was, <laughs> That's probably worth something. It might be to Nazis because they're Nazis. <laughs> Scorpions? Yes, they have some. They've had some weird right wing issues in the past. What? Oh. Yeah, Why do you have to do that, Cody? Then look, <laughs> Sorry. he's got to burn that cassette library now. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> really liked Hurricane. <laughs> go Google it. Maybe I'm fucking crazy. Easy come, easy go. Go, beautiful professor, culture expert. Go. Moving on. All right. Let's rate this bitch. Let's rate this bitch. Anybody um, got anything? I give this movie one big flopping dick. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed this movie. I would be disingenuous to say that I loved it. 
I can appreciate it, and I can appreciate a lot of what it did. Um, but yeah, I found myself getting a little lost in the artsy medium of it. Um, I think it's, I think it's important, and I think it's worth watching for sure. If you're a horror fan, just to have in your rolodex of of things you've seen. Hmm. But yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. I wouldn't say I loved it. I wouldn't say I'm dying to watch it again. But but of of anything we've watched, this is probably something I'm the most likely to watch again because I think there's a lot there that I could find. Like it's it's very it's complex and it's nuanced, and I think I think it would benefit from a second viewing. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'd recommend it. You should watch it. Red. I shall give this flick. Ganjin has two of the most beautiful humans in uh, of all time, but especially in 1973, uh, who are discussing stuff with each other, and one is really interested, and the other couldn't give a shit. Uh, I piggyback off Austin. Yeah, you just gotta sit with it. It's difficult to start out with. It's it's very it's very dense. A lot of different cultural cultural histories going on. Some of which are probably entirely fake and. But in the end, it's worth it because it is about cultural appropriation. That's that's true and that's important and it is valid. Uh, it's a nice, it is a good learning tool, I think, like Black Hill would be. Very two very different experiences, clearly, and uh, yeah, worth a rewatch. And not, but not something I'd recommend to everybody. I'm not going to give my racist uncle this. I believe, <laughs> right? Like, I, like I would. You'd have like he's more of. A, well, I don't it's know. A, it's yeah, a bad. It's a bad idea to start the conversation on how to be anti-racist yeah. yeah i don't know it's maybe, maybe it's so esoteric it might maybe maybe the 10th conversation okay once you've okay. broken some ground that's when yeah. you that's when you say uncle yeah watch this then he probably just hate me for liking weird movies uh, so all right that's that two gorgeous fucking humans i'm gonna give this movie uh two hours of being drunk in a tree because uh it is a good time while you're watching it and uh, at times it can go over your head uh but um i you it's one of those experiences of watching any art film like this is hopefully you can enjoy it anyway even if you don't understand uh everything that's being presented to you um I think for the most part, you'll be able to take away most of the message that the director wants to tell you. Um, but you also won't. So <laughs> I do recommend watching it if you aren't familiar with a lot of art films, uh, because this was definitely one of my favorite in that category. Um, but like Austin, I would say... I I would I wouldn't say I loved it fully for that reason. Like if I can't if I can't understand it fully, I can't say I love it. So again, um, two hours of drunken tree. Yeah. I give this movie bathwater. Um, I did love this movie. Uh, but I I would agree with all of you that it's not something that I would suggest to people to watch immediately. Um, if you're for horror fans, if you're adventurous, yeah, watch the shit out of it. 
um, for people that love film, um, watch the shit out of it. Whether or not you just love horror movies, just love films. Um, uh, I think it's a, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a very bizarre psychedelic, um, journey into a lot of cultural themes that I think that I will never completely understand or comprehend. But I don't think that detracts from my ability to uh, truly love this film. In all honesty, when it ended, I almost just started it again to watch it again. Um, Wow. uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, If anything, because it's, I mean, for one reason, maybe it's just because it's something that I feel like I could watch over and over and over again, and I'll always find something new, perhaps... Uh, get a deeper understanding of the film and maybe a deeper understanding of myself. Fuck yeah. That's good shit. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say I loved it. I think I called it a masterpiece last night. I'll stick with that. You did. I'm not going to argue you. Would I recommend (laughs) that uh, someone who has the same taste in movies as my dearest wife has watched this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, fair. Yeah, I would not. I would not suggest this to my fiance. I don't think she would enjoy it. No, in fact, Maddie looked at me. She goes, "What movie are you guys doing tonight?" And I said, "Oh, we're doing Ganja and Hash." She goes, "Oh, what's that?" I said, "It's the one I watched last night." She goes, "Oh, how was it? Uh, it was fantastic." She goes, "Oh, should I watch it?" No, you'd hate it. No, <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't even bother. You know your audience. Yeah, know your audience. <laughs> know your audience. And so I say that if uh, if you uh, don't like to watch a movie to get confused and then spend almost two hours unwrapping the movie with three friends uh, to then have maybe a 25% understanding of the movie, if that, then don't mm-hmm. watch this movie. Or yeah, find but, three friends and start or, a fucking podcast. Or find do three it friends on something start a fucking podcast. Or if you've gotten this far, if you've gotten this far into this episode, watch the movie. If you haven't seen it, watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very weird if you've listened to all this and <laughs> yeah. you haven't seen it. That's, that's yeah, odd. Yeah, just watch the fucking movie. It's just because you like anything, our voices? Maybe we just unpacked yeah. some shit. Hey, I think that we probably all have great, great, wonderful, beautiful voices. We, we do. But if you're that person, if you've listened this far and you haven't seen the movie, write us and we'll give you a trip to 2007's Best Spa. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the giveaway now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, dear listeners, this is... Uh, uh, I will say TripAdvisor gave it three stars. So out of like five, yeah, like five or like or five. I don't know, man. I didn't look at it that close. <laughs> look, all we know is thirteen years ago it was the best spa. What has happened in those thirteen years? We cannot be held accountable for. Well, a lot has but happened we will, in those thirteen years. But you're going, you're, you're going there. There's a we lot will give you a package this year. It's free, so how about you just shit the fuck up and enjoy your massage and, and sauna or whatever the hell Actually, they, you're going to do there. You know, Austin, I want to point something out. I think that what you're saying right now is wanton neglect for our current situation, um, which is stay the fuck at home. <laughs> oh. We're not well, sending anybody the, anywhere. Baby steps. Wear your goddamn mask. <laughs> don't yeah, know yeah. why that's a thing. Don't know why you don't want to wear it. Slip oh, there, yeah. there's a there's a, there's literally a lethal disease out there. Wear your fucking mask. Slipknot will play a concert for two and a half fucking hours at net mm-hmm. break, crazy ass fucking workout pace, and they wear full face masks. All you yeah. gotta do is wear a little thing over your fucking mouth. Although I do want to take this moment to say thank you, Curtis. Thank you, thank you yes. for 
our Ugh. our our Friday the Thirteenth Jason uh, face masks made by Tom Savini's assistant. I do want to note that my father wants me to buy him one. Oh shit! Well, that he nice. will be paying for, but he wants me to procure it for him. Yep. Um, Thank you, Jason Baker. We know you're listening, Jason Baker. He is the man in, responsible under Tom Savini for making these masks, him and his team, and uh, they're still making them. And he's he's commenting that if you've ordered one, you will get one, but they're in flux because they're hot, hot item, and they're fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> so, well, Shout dear listeners, um, wear a fucking mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, respect wear your mask. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to state one more time uh, that Black Lives Matter. Yep. Um, fuck white supremacy. Fuck them. Yep. And fuck racism. Yep. Um, fuck that Donald won't Trump. Be the last time I say that. Yep. Fuck yep. Donald yep. Trump. Fuck him. Fuck Trump. Um, you like him? You're, you like probably, him? Fuck you. If you gotten this far? <laughs> yeah. At yeah. this point, yeah. big at surprise. This point, if you like Donald Trump, really fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Extra fuck you. Stop listening. At first, you it don't was get like, ah, you'll learn. But at this point, nope, you haven't learned. So go no. fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, go fuck yourself. Good note. That's a good note to end on, boys. And uh, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.